Jazz-Podcast. In conversation with musicians from the UK jazz scene. And now your hosts, Rob Cope and Dan Farrand. Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast. I am here as always with Dan Farrant. How's it going, Dan? Doing well, Rob. How about you? I'm doing very well. I'm excited about this long-awaited episode with Tom Corley. Happily last week, James Madrin shared his show on social media, along with a lot of praise for my Australian Open um, prediction. Although I made it quite a while ago, and then mm. when I edited it, that was quite a while ago, and I wasn't entirely sure if it was Roger anymore, or if I just um, if I just made that up. Distorted your reality. Exactly. If I just chosen after he won, that that's what I'd picked that would happen. I mean, Robert, as great as it was, going for the favourite yeah, isn't exactly, you know, something to shout about. No, that's true. The only times I bet on the Grand National, I always go for the favourite because I just like the feeling of winning, even yeah, though... risk averse, yeah. yeah. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Someone once said that I, uh, I'm afraid of change and uh, mm. they might be right. Yeah. <laughs> So we tried to get Ruben Fowler on to sing our news this morning, um, mm. but I can only assume, uh, seeing as he hasn't replied to my texts, that he's still asleep. Right. He said he was up for it. I could always call him. Can't take your call right now. Just leave you a message after the tone. And when you're done, press hash or just hang up. Well, weird. Uh, that voicemail. Uh, morning, Ruben. Uh, it's Rob. Uh, your voicemail doesn't say your name on. It's a bit of a surprise attack. Um, we want you to do the news music because uh, we fear that the listeners grow wary of my renditions and you have a much more beautiful voice than me. So if you could leave me a voicemail of you singing about five seconds of what you think would make some great news music, or it can be longer, we can run it in the background, I don't mind. <laughs> um, but then then we can drop it in the show right here where this voicemail is. Um, that would be awesome. Oh, P.S. Get up. I told you it was half nine. Um, that we were going to start, and it's quarter to ten. So anyway, if you're around, uh, give me You've a Skype. The end of when we record. Alex yeah. Monk, so yeah. Totally. We'll be on till we'll be on for over an hour. So if you want to come, uh, we're going to interview Alex Monk in a minute. Oh, no, you shouldn't have said that because now we'll get wait till the last minute. Oh, I see. All right, we'll be on till half ten. So yeah. Skype me. Talk to the monkfish. It'll be nice. Um, all right. Uh, make Brosnan get you up. Farewell. There we go. Ruben's got a dog called Brosnan, named after the one and only Pierce uh, yeah. for his antics. Okay, I think that went pretty well. Okay. So South by Southwest Festival in Texas has been a big success for lots of British, 37 different British artists played. And three of them were marked as notable acts by the New York Times, which is mm. uh, uh, someone called Anna Meredith. I don't really know anything about her. Um, no, just sort of on her website reading the about bit. But of it, obviously mm. I'm not reading quick enough or else I'd be able to tell you um, what it is. She's a composer and performer and producer of acoustic and electronic music. Mm. Um, so maybe I'm going to do some research about her. A group from Norwich who are 17-year-old kids called, uh, their band's called Let's Eat Grandma. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, That's a good name for a band. Yeah, classic. My first band was called The Llamas of the Apocalypse. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that's not as good as Let's Eat Grandma, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of band name you can't tell your family about, I reckon. Or definitely not your grandma about. That's weird, in a kind of amazing way. Um, Mm. And also Go-Go Penguin, who... um, got a lot of attention from the uh, that New York Times and they're also uh, on an NPR article Ooh. which is America's like National Public Radio there's a lot of cool free stuff online if you're wanting to listen to some music um, obviously we don't play you any music because we don't want to waltz into some kind of copyright nightmare and have our jazz podcast be destroyed or bought over by Microsoft or something um, but yeah Microsoft own any music do they? no they don't but um, in one of my favourite Simpsons, Bill Gates buys out Homer just to stop the competition. I don't want that happening right. to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think we'll be on his radar. 
<laughs> not anytime soon. Um, cool. Go, yeah. go, Penguin. Go, go, Penguin. I went to see them in Cheltenham Jazz Festival a few years ago. That was great. Oh, cool. Great, great gig. That's awesome. We're going to have them on at some point. I haven't oh, that asked for their permission to have them on yet, but I'm just assuming that when the chance to be on the jazz podcast comes along, they won't be People able to resist. run a mile. Yeah, they will. Towards us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, as Ruben has very well demonstrated this morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are they from Manchester? Yeah, they are. They are. They're from my... Uh... It's not really my hometown. They're from where I used to live. Did you ever come across them? Uh, yeah, loads. The pianist Chris nice. Illingworth was... Um, in and around the kind of music. They weren't at the Northern when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously with, with Manchester, there's a small pool of incredibly talented players there. So everyone, I suppose like London, everyone knew mm. these guys. Uh, drummer Rob Turner, double bassist Nick Blacker and pianist Chris Illingworth is their trio. Um, you just uh, read that, didn't you? Oh yeah, straight off the website. know them well. I do know all about everything. That's that's my job. So, let's play right. Tom's show. Oh, okay. Can I just warn people, you know, we don't really talk about much interesting in this. We talk about Lincoln and football, Formula One. Well, someone wrote a lovely review on iTunes last night saying that they don't know anything about jazz, but they love the show. So I think we might be <laughs> on to something there anyway. Is that, gonna, is that our USP? The jazz podcast is not about jazz. <laughs> That's our new way to get some more uh, listeners. We've done an exceptionally uh, strong listenership since we started. But I think a s- steering away from jazz is probably the way to go at this point. Mm. I mean, We're selling out. Yeah. Nine shows that were mostly about jazz is already miraculous. Mm. So let's talk to Tom. And let's see how okay. let's see how this goes for me, shall we? Do it. All right. Tom Corley, welcome to the Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Hello. So, Tom, it's ten to eleven, and you're going to New York at half past two. Yes, that's right. Well, I mean, I'm setting off, and you New haven't York packed at half yet. Past two. I haven't quite. I haven't fully packed. No, but I have a good idea of what I'm going to require. And some idea of where to find it. That's, so I think we're, we should be all right, yeah. Um, well, I'm touched by your commitment that you've chosen one of your final two and a half hours to spend uh, <laughs> with us talking about jazz. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, pick, I'll choose anything to procrastinate with. <laughs> <laughs> I love a deadline. I love uh, being right up against it. Fantastic. Yeah. It means you get all your other jobs done, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So, here's some questions for you. Uh, when you were a kid, like how how did you get into the piano, and why why was the piano the thing that you were playing? Uh, well, we had a piano in the house, um, and I used to sit down and play. Uh, I guess like nursery rhymes on it. I suppose uh, that would have been the sort of musical literature at the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, my mum. Um, spotted um, some sort of promise or at least decided that it was worth pursuing got me a teacher and then I had lessons I think it's probably quite a standard story this Uh, yeah there was a piano in the house and I I showed um, some aptitude towards it and had some lessons and enjoyed myself yeah Yeah. and then you what about when jazz came into the picture, how did that well, go? Jazz didn't really come into the picture until I was about 18. I mean, I played in a, um, I went to a music school. Did you go, you went to Chet's, didn't you? I did go to Chet's, but luckily yeah. I think people, you had forged the way in going and no, no, no. nothing. No, I know you hadn't forged anything in terms of staying there, but I'm sure losing people like you in the long term is not what they had in mind. I think I think when I uh, left, it was 1989, and I was 13 years old. Yeah, I mean there was nothing. There was nothing. They didn't lose anything. They, <laughs> you know, a, a, a sort of a 13 year old piano player. But 
Um, after I left, but by, in hindsight, by you know, yeah. well, I don't. Well, who knows? I mean, by coincidence, after I left, um, I think the year after I left, James Knight joined, uh, and he would have been the first saxophone player to to get jazz lessons there. Oh, cool! And by the time by the time Gwillem and John Street and people like that were going, they you could actually study jazz there. I think. Yeah, but you certainly couldn't when I was there. You. In fact, you were not not only discouraged, but um, you know uh, forbidden. Uh, they, they had practice supervisors. Not that not that I was playing jazz, but I was sort of I would be in in a practice room. You know, you sort of ten. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. They they patrol. They literally patrolled the corridors, um, listening to make sure that you were playing something which pertained to uh, a sort of legitimate exercise or a, a legitimate musical concern of some description you know mm. and if you weren't playing something that sounded like classical music or um scales and arpeggios or something like that then they would they would just come in and tell you off and i would be mm-hmm. sitting in there when i was sort of 11 or 12 playing level 42 songs on the piano <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and they, they didn't like that and i'd kind of had enough of that by by the time I was 13 I wanted to go home it's all a bit young my son's 14 now and I just can't believe that by the time I was his age I'd been at, at Chets for five years and come home again it's mental I didn't realise you were there for that long yeah I went when I was eight yeah man because I mean yeah, it's a kind of it's weird isn't it? yeah but normally people in your situation if they're put off by that experience don't then manage to find another way to flourish and come back Oh well, I wasn't I wasn't put off music or anything. I, right. I loved playing the piano, but it was just that um, you you know what it's like there. You do. Th- I'm not slagging. I mean, it was it was wonderful. I'm really glad that I went. But you know, you're doing three hours of practice a day when you're eight. Mm. You know, it's kind of it's kind of not real, um, and also just the amount of other classes that you do, like uh, uh, like science and things like that. You know, normal things where you learn about stuff in the world yeah that that it's that it, it slightly lacked that at the time i was there yeah uh, so i wanted to go home and kind of start a, a pop band and go to school properly and do some actual lessons <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds terribly i mean you know i'm, I'm joking really that, that you know it was a, it was an incredible place to be but um i think i was a bit young mm. yeah i mean i i often look back especially when like we interviewed Steve Berry the other week and most of that interview, ah. I'm just spent like wrapped in guilt about the fact that I didn't do really any work for eight years. Um, really? What? You were there for eight? Oh my God. Right. Yeah. When did you go? I went, I was 10. Ah, oh, Christ, I, you know all about this. Yeah, I just, I just, I'd love to know the difference. Well, what, obviously so what when year I was, did you go? I was there in, in 1999 oh, um, when okay. I started and Gwillem and John Escrete were both in uh, either like the end, either their final year or the start of the sixth form. Um, yeah. Um, but obviously, like for me, I would, it was ridiculous because you'd have like, I'd have an hour a week saxophone lesson with Jimmy O'Head and 30 minutes clarinet and half an hour a week with Les Chisnell, jazz yeah. piano. Yeah. And 45 minutes a week with Steve Berry, which was like a jazz ensemble, like, you know, like a four-piece band. Or even one year, it was just a two, like a one-to-one lesson. And then you also would yeah. do like a big band rehearsal every week with uh, uh, Richard Isles, used to run the band. So we were exposed so much to so many different That's people. incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the totally the the whole attitude towards like education was so so much better for me but yeah well yeah there was nothing like that when i was there no no i can i can imagine but then obviously remember john it was always like a point of fascination to me with grillam and john that john got to play piano in the big band and grillam played french horn i always felt like there was (laughs) that was really scandalous although it probably wasn't (laughs) french horn i know i I mean you don't they don't yeah there isn't even a french horn in a big band is there other than Mike Gibbs's band, I don't think that's a thing. It's like they, it's like they sort of went to quit, patted him on the 
patted him on the head and said, "Here, we'll we'll let you in with your French horn." <laughs> you seem you seem to be enthusiastic. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, what, what part does a French horn play? Would it play? I would assume it would replace the trombone. Yeah. Yeah, like just doubling trombone three or something. <laughs> doubling. I love the idea. Of, <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of Gwillem popped into that role, <laughs> used to the full extent Great, of his it? talents. Yeah, yeah. Just double yeah. that third trombone part and keep it down. Nothing. Yeah. Else. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never did any work, and then. And then obviously interviewing Steve, I always feel like, oh man, should I, you know, he's like telling, reminding me of stories where he, where he was like, Rob, I'd ask you to do that for weeks on end and you wouldn't, or I'd throw you out every week and you just, you never got the message. But now I kind of wonder that if I had done any work, I probably would have burnt out by now. Um, you know, I might really? not be any good. Uh, is that, are you really telling day. yourself that? Are you telling yourself that? If I'd have, you're, you're sort of retrospectively justifying not doing any practice by saying, yeah, I would have burnt out by now. I mean, look at Jimi Hendrix. Look at Amy Winehouse. Yeah. They're dead. You know, yeah. I'm still here. It wasn't the drugs. It was the amount of practice they did. Yeah, yeah they were just, they were too, they practiced too much, didn't they? Mm. Jimi Hendrix, never seen a picture of him without a guitar around his neck, you know. Mm. Died at 27. No, you're right, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 28, Tom. He's yeah, made, you see, he's made it. winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Right, I'm moving swiftly on. This is terrifying. Oh my god! I'm in tears all afternoon now. Um, when you left Chets, then where? What you went back to your local school? Yes. And then who did uh, you have Lincoln. piano lessons? With? Oh, Lincoln, of course. We'll get back to that. What? Uh, yeah. Whereabouts? Yeah. In please Lincoln? talk about sport. Um, I uh, Lincoln. Well, I lived right in the middle of of Lincoln right up by the cathedral um but I went to school in at Caister grammar school there was a grammar school this this is like it's like a bygone era this um but yeah there was a there was a grammar school in Lincolnshire um and it was about I don't know 25 miles north of Lincoln and I went there my sister was already there mm-hmm. so um yeah we went there and uh, you know shocking music department obviously Imagine going from Chets to a normal school in, in rural Lincolnshire. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I, that, that, was, that was, I don't know, actually. I started that sentence without knowing, I just hoping for inspiration. It didn't come. You inspired my imagination because now <laughs> I'm imagining you, age 17, teaching all the other kids the like, A-level music course whilst you're learning it. Well, um, I mean, I, I applaud your imagination. It, that, that's not... <laughs> that's not what happened. That's not, that's not what happened. I did do A-level music early, though. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, because, obviously, uh, because, you know, you've, it's just different level, isn't it, when you come in from a music school. It's a completely different thing. I love you that like you're someone... saying this to me. Obviously, you don't know what happened to my... You know, I'm still at this music school. <laughs> And everyone in my year takes like GCSE music a year early, but I didn't because I just would never have managed. <laughs> yeah, but imagine you'd have burnt out by yeah. now, wouldn't you? you could take GCSE music a year early. Oh, I couldn't cope with it. I had to really pace myself. Yeah. 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 Same with the game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won Young Jazz Musician of the Year in 1998, right? Yes. And then how, who awards that? Because uh, well, I, I mean, it, it, the the, the uh, competition died. Yeah, um, there's a lot of After death you so won far, it. isn't there? It yeah. burnt out, if you like. <laughs> it, it shone its its light shone too brightly too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, that yeah. was so. That was um, that, I was about twenty one by then. Right. Um, I guess. Okay. Uh, oh, possibly even older. I mean, I'm not really doing the maths here. I was older than that, right? But, I mean, that's post-college. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. In, I just didn't... Well, I'm, no, I'm just... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm pointing that out to you, yeah. No, that's good. I don't think anyone would have any interest in my education, so I welcome the skipping the, the uh, sort of early years. All right, <laughs> let's power through them real fast then. So you went to Academy, you won this award, then you went into London, and now you're floating around just doing some gigs and chilling out. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, Great. The end. <laughs> nailed. Let's talk and about... And then I got a call from the, the jazz... jazz yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd want to know this. Um, does it feel good to now be teaching at the college you studied at? Oh, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, just going back, just going back there, it feels almost like you're still there. Yeah. You know, I mean, as a, as a student almost, I mean, obviously that, that I'd like to think that that doesn't, that I have drawn a line Yeah. and that I, I no longer consider myself to be sort of 18 years old, but it's just, it's just lovely going back in there. It, feel, it felt at home as soon as I started doing that. And the job that I was doing, uh, when I started working there was, um, oral and transcription training, mm-hmm. which I'm still doing now. But I, t- I took over from the guy who taught me. Um, so it was just lovely, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love being there. I love meeting all the students. I met some incredible, incredible students over the last, I guess I've been teaching there like eight eight to ten years maybe. Yeah. And I've just met all these wonderful people and, and um, yeah, it's, it's a privilege. Yeah, I mean, to, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't going to sing, uh, single anyone out, but um, I enjoyed. <laughs> well, Dan, you were you were um, writing a book, weren't you? At the time, you were. Where Dan was in one of my classes. Rob, I didn't really meet because Rob did the postgrad course, and I'm not so involved with that. Mm. Um, but we 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 talked about Formula One racing, I guess, in the absence of talking about music music theory and improvisation yeah. techniques. I, yeah. I hold that but, as a as a point of great pride, but maybe wrongly that if I ever see you in a social situation, we would never talk about music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that absolutely. There's enough people to talk about music with, aren't there? And but there aren't there aren't that many people to talk about the sort of yeah. Oh, I'm not going to start, but yes. I mean, we, the the preseason is upon us, isn't it? And and so let's not even Dan. Was Dan was in the class that I taught, and he was at, at one point uh, writing or compiling a list of jokes. Yeah, and he, you were going to write a joke, a joke book, weren't you? And what was the theme? Um, it was. Uh, Do you remember? They all had the same. It was. Uh, I've got a new they? job. Jokes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a wordplay based joke, which kind of like a knock knock joke has different lines for the for the. The participants. So I can give you a little example. If please, you... please do. I mean, that so, was do you remember your part in it? What you need to say? At, at I... the... <laughs> uh, let's. Well, perhaps, well, you'll get it. You'll just get for it. For the sake okay. of the for the sake of the listener, yep. uh, let's. I use the word the, the word singularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So run us Rob's through the whole mom. thing, yeah. Dan. <laughs> so I've got a new job, Tom. Oh, how's it going? It's all right. I... <laughs> Brilliant. Now, at some point. Hmm. Um, you, I think, unless unless I'm wrong about this, at some point you realised that, that you weren't going to be able to get a whole book out of this and abandon the project. Is that correct? Well, um, I, I haven't abandoned it, actually. I moved um, to a different medium. So if you go to I'veGotAnewJob.com, you oh, will see uh, a Facebook page full of hundreds <laughs> of my jokes <gasps> with cat memes. Wow. Um, okay, okay, wow. So maybe that's for... For another day's. Uh, that's from that's look, for my my own private there. research. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and and, you, and can... you were you were accepting suggestions as well, weren't no, you? Of Contributions. It, it started as a little kind of car journey thing on the way to a gig with with some musicians. We'd think up these puns on on a yeah. like, two hour drive to a function, and it kind of um, I became the compiler of it all. So yeah, feel free to add in your own. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. It's it's an open um, forum. Yeah, well, yeah. People have started now posting. I think we've got like three thousand likes on it, over three thousand. So people are getting involved. But yeah, it hasn't hasn't died as of yet. Wow, it's actually how a lot- many likes? Just just out of interest, just to compare it to like the jazz, jazz. podcast. For how- <laughs> <laughs> how many- <laughs> I hate to I hate to do this, but this is the harsh reality mm. of choosing jazz mm. as a career. Uh, how many likes has that got? The jazz podcast. How many some... likes has it got? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's say let's say that your joke page is genuinely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> how... 
uh, how many? My jokes page has, um, as of today, has three thousand one hundred and sixty-nine likes, nine this wow. week. Um, and the jazz podcast, as of Monday, what, the thirteenth of February, has fifty-three members, and two of them are new. And, and well, okay, of those so fifty-three, me to... and Rob are one of them. <laughs> as is my dad, Rob's mum. <laughs> I think I've liked it, you know. You have. Oh, that's. I, I think I have. I've subscribed to it. Anyway. Great. Anyway. Um, yeah, we need to... What, what the message is here is that, is that we must try harder. Or, or somehow make it a bit more compelling. What, jazz in general? Yeah, I guess. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's too daunting, isn't it? Just this, this podcast. Maybe, maybe the format of an hour-long rambling interview with a succession of, <laughs> of uh, UK jazz musicians. Maybe that could be tightened up. Maybe some some uh, some jokes. I have to ask you a question um, about your. Um, are you married? Um, I was married. Can I ask you about the music very briefly as a as a window <laughs> into your uh, personality? The, yeah, of course. The music at your wedding. Can you tell oh. us what it was? The music at my wedding. <laughs> well, I wrote. Um, that's a strange question. Do you ask it knowing the answer already? Oh no, I don't know at all. But I. It, oh, okay. It's a great. It's a great uh, revealing question for musicians. Well, okay. Well, I got married in the year two thousand. Right. Um, I'm no longer. Um, you know, the the the, uh, the arrangement came to a conclusion. Yes. A few years ago, but. Um, yeah, the, the wedding, the ceremony itself, the music, I provided the music for, for the wedding in the um, shape of a series of arrangements for horns of things. I did a kind of amusing um, cartoon-like version of Here Comes the Bride, uh, which my then fiance <laughs> walked down the aisle to. Um, and it, was, it caused genuine mirth among the... <laughs> uh, among the congregation, yeah. Where was the? Was uh, it a church or a civil ceremony? Yeah, it was a church. Yeah. Right. And when you say um, horns, then, can you just French horn? Was it Gwilym? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 His poor guy. You know, I tell you, he's really talented. He's just never really found an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. It, so it was. It was like five people. It was baritone, saxophone. Trombone, trumpet, flute. Obviously, Gareth Lochrane. Yeah. He's very much the French horn of my um, generation. You know, yeah. Shoehorned. You're, you're shoehorning him into stuff. Yeah. Well, he's, um, gone, he's the yeah. intro to our podcast as well. Of course, he is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there he is. It in there. Well, he's yeah. He's come a long way since playing the flute at my wedding. Lights. Yeah. Three lights. Uh, and we did, we we did, um, you know, some stuff uh, during signing the registry. I wrote some more serious uh, things, and then for, for the people leaving, as people left, I did this arrangement for the same ensemble. Oh, with double bass as well, double bass. Uh, and it was um, "Sugar Ray" by Phineas Newborn. No. That I remember that because, you know, he's he's my all-time hero, Phineas Newborn. And yeah, I did this arrangement, this rather jocular piece that he wrote it's lovely anyway there we go yeah, nice. nice that's cool um have mike gorman playing the organ playing the church organ great yeah great in a... <laughs> <laughs> like you know for the the hymns you know ah cool very good have you ever had another job other than freelance jazz pianist no no great i'm afraid not no i i had this you know, I wish that I could just dip into the resource resource of jokes at this point, <laughs> and sort of. I've yeah, got, I had another ask. job. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be great, you know, if you hadn't. Um, you know, let's let's pretend that we hadn't already done this joke. But mm. yeah, I did have another job once. Yeah, I was just making uh, left turn only signs. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, no, I haven't. I haven't had another job. No. No. Um, although you know, I mean, I, I I do do some teaching, but that's 
very much music. So, yeah. Shall we talk about how to pronounce the word curios? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Like Oreos or Weetos? Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not like Weetos. I mean, the very end of the word is like Weetos. <laughs> but not the start of the because <laughs> that's a different... Doesn't, it doesn't rhyme, really, does it? No. Yeah, Oreos. Yeah. Yeah, Curios. Curios. It's, it's not a great name for a band, is it? How did you come it, up with it? People don't... Well, we, again, it was a deadline. It was a kind of, you know, you have to okay. do it by this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to, be, to be honest, Curios, you know what they are. They're, they're, um, they're little trinkets or objects of fascination, you know. Uh, like the sort of thing that you would find in a... Like knickknacks, mm-hmm. Curios, you know, mm-hmm. just, old, just old crap <laughs> that, you, that gathers in the, in the front window of a shop. Yeah. yeah, you can smell you can smell this image, right? Yeah. Um, so that's and that and I thought that that at the time you know I was writing these tunes and the tunes were sort of like just little uh, little curiosities, little trinkets. I don't know. Basically, you try and name a band. It's it's not it's it's not easy. I decided that um, I didn't want to call it the Tom Corley Trio because um, I thought that was a bit. Yeah, it was just a bit like, oh, great, yeah, Tom mm. Corley trio. Who's he? And it doesn't. it's not very compelling, is it? Um, whereas a name of a band, I mistakenly thought at the time, perhaps not mistaken, perhaps it was doomed anyway. Uh, I, <laughs> perhaps the music was what doomed it, not the name. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I just thought it would be more interesting to have a band name. And I was in a band at the time uh, with a band name, Acoustic Ladyland, and mm. it, it very much felt like I should... If I was going to have my own band, it should also have a name, not just be like, it's the Tom Corley Trio, yeah. featuring Tom Corley. <laughs> <laughs> you can't def it out yeah. as well. If, if, um, no. No. The first jazz album <laughs> I ever listened to was this guy, Don Laker. Um, oh, wow. I think it was spelled D-O-N-L-A-K-A. And it was just called Don Laker. And I, I listened to it. I was like nine or whatever. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but when I read the sleeve notes, it's Don Laker, alto sax, Don Laker, piano, Don Laker, bass, Don Laker, drums. That was his band. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, was it, was it all the same guy or had he managed to find four <laughs> like people? Like a Dave called... Corman style. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's two ways about that. One is that, well, like, imagine imagine wanting to do that and imagine, no, like, nobody want either nobody wants to play with you or your ego is out of control oh what about a third option here what what about like you know it's good he he could um you know he could he could do it do it good i mean was it sorry <laughs> can you, can, do you know what words failed me there <laughs> they, 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 it is i i no, i reckon there's a th- what about our uh our friend jacob collier I mean, he he won two Grammys last night. By the way, can I? If I, I'd like to think that there's an audience for this podcast. At that point, people should applaud. Well, well should we cue in some applause yeah. music there? Yes, do, yeah. yes, yeah. Do. rapturous. He won two Grammys last night. Amazing. Isn't that incredible? Mm. Um, yeah, and he is, and on his own. I That's abs- yeah, and he did it all on his own, and he is the most glorious musician. And the most joyful musician, and it's just wonderful in this in this age of uh, jazz being um, somewhat watered down or somewhat sort of positioned uh, in funny directions and things. That somebody just as as wonderful and joyful as that can can just kind of win Grammys. I mm. mean, it's just brilliant. I was quite emotional when yeah. I, um, when I saw the news. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, maybe he is. He's no Don Laker. Mm. But... <laughs> I don't think Don's ever won any Grammys. No, but you know, young Jacob's doing his best nonetheless. In the yeah. shadow of Don Laker, <laughs> still, he's still uh, plugging away, pushing oh, on, no, isn't he? That's absolutely unbelievable. Two Grammys. I don't really know what to say about that. It's incredible. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's... Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it's it's good news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that is a win yeah. for everyone. Yeah, it is. What was it like teaching? Um, a joy. Mm. He was. I mean, 
he's like um yeah he, he yeah it was just a joy every um every week i couldn't wait i used to put him at the end of the piano lessons i used to make him the last one mm. so that i could go home really happy mm. <laughs> wow he's just really he just um he just loved music and it loves just you know everything just loves it and he's just so brilliantly talented Mm. Yeah, it's just a lot of joy in everything, you know. It's well, you hear it in his music. You know, it's just fun, isn't it? It's fun. Mm. Yeah, he was wonderful. Yeah, I tell you, if you see, not that's good. that's what's great about college. I mean, that's what's great yeah. about teaching the academy. You know, um, guys like me, no, and Jacob, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Guys like you, you two guys. <laughs> um, you know, Kit Downs. I got to yeah. teach Kit Downs. Got to know. Him. It's not like that. You get to teach with them because uh, teach them at that level. You're not really showing them anything that they don't already know. But it's just like you get to know them and you get to share with them and kind of you hope that you have some kind of happy influence. But Kit talked about you on his show. Really? Yeah, he Aww. said how he that you were the drive for him compositionally, that he would write for you and every week he'd write tunes because he was excited to show you and he knew you'd be interested to hear them. Oh, wow, that's so sweet. Yeah, he did bring tunes in. And I was excited to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, he's another one, you know. It, yeah. they, it comes, it's very special, you know, that you, you get to meet these, these wonderful people. And, and yeah, that's, well, you hope that, that um, I don't want to sound like David Brent here, but you, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you hope that, that in some way you, you, you're helping them as well as, as just enjoying getting to know them, you know. I don't want it to sound like I'm just um, singling anyone out. That you know, pretty much everyone you meet is is wonderful. In, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, I when I was researching you this morning, several things jumped out. So not that I. Need, <laughs> oh, you know, I know. oh wow! I'd love to. I'd love to be sort of privy to the process of researching me. <laughs> you type was, your name and click on Wikipedia. Yeah. And think that's the, yeah. Well, I'm. I, I can't imagine I'm on Wikipedia. Was you just on... call my mum. Yeah, you are. I can't. Am I? <laughs> yeah, I'm I sure you are. Um, right, we're gonna. The research team is just checking it out now. But when I Google yeah. you, there's um, there's two separate um, articles in which you're described as having a startling impact, but they're not quotes of each other. That's like obviously wow. the, the the main. That's like some away. sort of Google whack kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, that on the Academy website it says that your you your trio had a startling impact in some way. I've forgotten the context. And on the Guardian it describes you as a startling guy as well. Um Startling. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. No, uh the Wikipedia thing, we're gonna have to write you a page. Um Yeah, no, I d I'm pretty sure I'm not on that. You're referenced um, on kits. Uh and um, yeah. what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, there's a guy called Tom Corley in Belfast who's in prison for attempted murder using a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's like a proper analogue murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that. I was like, well, seeing as it's a crossbow, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. Analogue murder. <laughs> <laughs> great way to You don't see many of those anymore, do you? No, the it's crossbow. Like a proper throwback that that is good on it old school yeah. yeah yeah he's really like that's a choice that's a life choice no no i'm using a crossbow yeah well they say don't they they, they, they kind of show off aren't they murderers they, they want to be caught they want to yeah yeah good old good old tom corley yeah <laughs> yeah so any other tom corleys there was a priest i can see great yeah uh, an irish priest that's the wikipedia well, see, tom corley uh Oh wow! Okay, wow. I think yeah. Okay. Well, let's Playing not right. let's not look too far into right. what he might have done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. And I thought of a way to marry my two loves, um, them being jazz and Formula One. Um, you've done some gigs at the Belgian Grand Prix. Is that right? No, no, that's oh. not right. No, I've just. Made I have. That up. I've attended it. I've attended it as a spectator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's to be honest. I, that's. That's more fun for me. Yeah, because you can we, watch. I, well, Sam Burgess and I went, um, he, he being also a member of Curios. Yeah. And uh, we, we found this little spot where we could see straight down Eau Rouge from 
down to La Source and Eau Rouge and see them all come past. And we found it and we, we went, you know, we came in at 7am the morning of the race and stood there, waited. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, golden days, those were. Yeah, I bet. When was that? Um, it was the year Jensen was punted off by Vettel. Oh, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember that year fondly for that race in Canada. Um, oh, yeah. We, we went to Monaco a couple of years ago and did the the hill where, you again, you just show up early and you sit around all day. And there's not that yeah. many support races in Monaco, but you could see the pit no, lane. There was a safety. It was the year, it was 2013, I think, when Hamilton – no, it's 15. Hamilton safety car – 10 laps to go this is all getting cut isn't it oh yeah this is this is not going uh, (laughs) this is going nowhere (laughs) or in our in our motorsport podcast that we'll release in several years time yeah Um, jazz (laughs) yeah as if jazz isn't enough of a niche we're going to do the jazz musicians who like motorsport yeah it'll be like yeah and this week it's It's tom Tom corley (laughs) 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 oh boy yeah no, we had a good view of the pit lane when Hamilton inexplicably pitted for fresh tyres and came out in third. Oh, God, yes. You remember? remember and, oh, yeah, furious. At the end, he me. wouldn't spray his champagne. And, yeah. and we were yeah. surrounded by Ferrari fans. And it was like being at a pantomime. It was so embarrassing. They were just <laughs> taking the piss <laughs> out of Hamilton and all things British to their heart's content. I, d- I did a gig at Monaco once, actually, during the Grand Prix. Oh, cool. Um, and well, yeah, you say cool, but um, we it, the the gig was in the evening, mm-hmm. but the rehearsal was during the race, and oh, God, the rehearsal cool. started. Well, it started about fifteen minutes after the race started, so I went off to try and see a bit of the race, and then had to had to go to the rehearsal, you know, with a with a heavy heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam, the aforementioned Sam Burgess, he was also offered the gig. And he turned it down because the agony of missing, of being in Monaco and missing the race was too much for him to, wow. to sort of, yeah, deal with. So he turned it down and stayed at home and watched the race on telly. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, that's it? a very, yeah, that is, that's a strong-minded decision. I think yeah. I would have definitely gone for it, regardless of the implications, mm. um, yeah. as you did. So... Back. Back we go. Tell us about playing right, in the jazz. Jazz. Here we go. Um, what's it like doing the Ronnie's house band? Because when I think of that, oh. I just think of being up really late. But I'm sure well, there's more to it. It's not. It's it's not late. It's early. Oh. Um, so you're the one thing that you think about. I mean, <laughs> you're yeah. Yeah, as you, you need can... to engage the engage the research faculty. <laughs> <laughs> the no, the gigs uh, the gigs at seven o'clock. Oh, sweet! That's awesome. Yeah, um, so you're done by eight o'clock. It's wonderful. I love it. I don't do it so much um, anymore because they they have a different booking policy. But there was a sort of there were a few years the golden age where, uh, for me. Yeah, um, I mean it's better that they do it how they do it now because obviously uh, Ronnie's is there to to support jazz live jazz and and they have a much bigger roster of stuff of of local mm. you know london based musicians mm. now but yeah in the old in the in well a few years ago i was doing it quite a lot and and it was um trio and it's just the best gig you could imagine really because you just turn up play piano trio and then you can do and then it's eight o'clock and you're done and you can watch the main band or go to the pub or even go home in extreme circumstances, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was just wonderful, just having the being on the stage there, talking to the audience, which I enjoy doing, and playing trio with amazing musicians. It it is there's nothing not to like about that. Did you generally play with the same band? Um, there was yeah, there's a sort of pool of players um, uh, which evolved slightly, but yes, generally, I guess generally it was the same people. Yeah, but. But it, 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 such good players, you know. Yeah, fantastic. So let's talk about, because as we're recording this, the FA Cup fifth round hasn't yet happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a bummer, wasn't it, that, that draw? Yeah, it was. For those of you, oh, by the way, for those of you listening to the Jazz Podcast, 
I mean, should this bit make it through? It's not going to, is it? This is, I'm literally talking no, to no one now. No, this will make it through. <laughs> well, we spent 20 minutes of record... Kit's show talking about Star Trek, so... Um... Oh, for God's sake. Oh, right. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, you can tell who's in charge the... of the edit, can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell who does the editing. <laughs> <sighs> well, um, okay, so we talk, we're talking here a, a week before the fifth round of the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. I'll try and be a... the fifth round of the FA Cup. Lincoln City well, are quite, in it. Exactly. Well, quite done. I, 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 yeah, exactly. Even less reasons to care about it. It's not even like we're talking about Man United v Liverpool here, is it? Mm. Someone might care about it. It's Burnley versus Lincoln. <laughs> and we're using this forum as an opportunity to preview the match. Have I got this correct? <laughs> Um, uh, we, we, got, we got to the fifth round. Do this bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll try and keep it brief. But yeah, you might. As- what would you? What would you rather do? Watch the kettle boil, or come back here and listen to this? <laughs> My wife's just done a painting. I wonder if I could watch it dry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the ke- at least with this, it will come to an end. And the kettle. Well, watch the kettle. Anyway, yeah. Right. Let me um, let me fill you in on what's okay. Let's on get on. No. I mean, it's ironic, isn't it, to be prattling around not even talking about it when we know we've got to talk about it yeah we're wasting even this is a bit i mean you know potentially even less interesting than talking about the football right we got through to the fifth round of the fa cup for the first time in i think 105 years mm-hmm. we're a, a currently a non-league team mm-hmm. and uh we're down to the last um 16 teams in the country yeah in the in the fa cup which is a huge um well, I, I grew up watching Lincoln City. I used to go regularly. I've never seen anything. I, I almost don't recognise this team as the one that I grew up yeah, loving. Good. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, because they're successful. <laughs> they 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 start the you know they finish the match having scored more goals than the other team, mm. and people applaud. People feel good after the game. People shout encouraging things. It's completely alien to the experience that I've had supporting them. Yeah. Being at Ronnie Scott's every night and playing <laughs> jazz. I'm talking about. A bit <laughs> I'm talking about as a child. Okay. No, but I I still go and see them. I've been going to away games consistently as an adult. I went to about I don't know. My poor son. He's been to more Lincoln matches than he's a Tottenham fan. Yeah. And he's been to far more Lincoln matches than um, Tottenham. Poor. Yeah. There's quite a few teams around here, like Braintree. Ebbs Fleet, Dartford. Where well, you're in uh, South East London, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a, there's a Millwall. Well, we we um we we're not anywhere near the same standard as Millwall, so okay. um no. I'm talking about non league teams oh, right. around here. <laughs> so Tom, yeah. the deal is my wife is also from Lincoln, you see. Um No Yeah, totally. She grew up in Sudbrook. Um Oh wow! My yeah. God, I know. I'm a guitarist in my first pop band. Was from Subbrook. Hello. Hello. Oh, it's Hello. happening. Wow, this is uh, fellow Lincoln. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're from Subbrook. Very exciting. Yes, I am. See, I know Subbrook. I used to go. I used to the guitarist in my band used to used to play in that. Used to be from there. I keep oh. saying this. It hasn't. It hasn't. Um, it hasn't gained any. Uh, well, no, because it's a, it's an extraordinary coincidence, isn't it? Subbrook is a is a village just yeah. where is it? Just north of Lincoln? No, um, east. Uh, east. That's oh, right. It's east. It's east, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, I think I used to play organ in a church in Subbrook as well, and I got paid two pound fifty a week. Fantastic. Play the church organ at Subbrook. So you were church. going to school yeah. there at this point. So I went to Caister. Oh, I went to right, Caister okay. Grammar School. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. So, so you've wow. Yeah. What, so where we? I mean, this this podcast has gone completely <laughs> off the rails. We're now. I'm now talking. It's now. Uh, we're Lincoln talking about podcast. Subbrook. Yeah. Where did you go in Lincoln? Did you Did you ever go out in Lincoln? Where was the? <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good. It's night. great. It's great because because we we know that we know that this isn't going to make it onto the show. So just um, yeah. it's all changed. Knock yourself out. It's all changed. I know. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. This is like a counselling <laughs> session when now. I go back like, now. I oh, it has don't changed. Know what's going on? I mean, all the places I used to go to, my friends. Um, yeah, the sugar cubes are still there. <laughs> 
cute. It is. It's oh still there. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the only place. What is this place? A nightclub? Yeah. Oh, it's horrific. Yeah, it it's. It was. It was. Even then, I could tell it was horrific. Even as a, as a yes. sort of seventeen-year-old with no knowledge of anywhere else in the world, I could tell there was something wrong with that place. <laughs> Have you been in the castle since they revamped it? <laughs> no, I haven't. I saw, actually, speaking of, like, bringing it a tiny little bit back towards jazz, <laughs> I saw Jules, Jules Holland Rhythm and Blues Orchestra in the, uh, in the, the, castle, castle, yeah. the castle grounds. Yes. In, like, maybe 1993 or something. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> used to come a few times. Yeah. But there was, yeah. Some, there, there was some good, um, I don't know, did you ever have any gigs at the drill hall or anything? Because there was Yeah. Oh, Claire. Well, they do do... Yeah. The drill hall's the no. jazz venue now, isn't it? That's the jazz I venue in Lincoln, now. Well, I mean, there was that group I know when I was when I was there growing up. There was I used to go watch quite a bit. I remember I saw Stan Stan play there. Saltzman, eh? Yeah, I did. Nice. Because New Jazz. I remember the group was called New Jazz Five or whatever. So he's a jazz podcast alumnus. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. There you go. This bringing, is, it, bringing it back, yeah, it really yeah, tying it all together. A, it was a, it was a, it was yeah. really circuitous, wasn't it? But we're back, yeah. <laughs> Lincoln yeah, I mean, and Jazz and Stan and Tom and you and Sudbrook, yeah, and it, we've somehow beautiful. tied it all together. Sudbrook, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Right. I think I should let you continue. With we're going to nail the okay, quick well, fire round. Music. Yeah. There's a quick fire round. Thank. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. It's welcome. The quick fire round is welcome. Here we go. <laughs> Who's your favourite pianist? Phineas Newborn. Dead or alive? Uh, oh, yeah, he can be dead if you prefer. <laughs> okay, yeah, Phineas, Phineas Newborn Jr. I do prefer them dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your favourite album to listen to? Oh, wow. Um, I was listening to Miles Ahead recently. Um, that's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, A World of Piano by Phineas Newborn, still... Still does it for me. Yeah. Um, I, I like James Taylor, the singer-songwriter. Mm. Um, his album, One Man Dog, yeah. is pretty special. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it was one album, wasn't it? One no, favourite right. album. It was a good answer. I enjoyed that. Unless you want to pick one, no. I can force you, if you like. Uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm, they, were, they were pretty good, weren't they? They're not dead, though. No. Let's go with someone dead. You prefer them dead. Um, yeah. Yeah, Gil Evans. Let's go with that. He's oh. dead. Miles is dead. Yeah. Good. Next. <laughs> Next. Who's your favourite UK <laughs> musician? Oh, fuck. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, goodness right. goodness me. <laughs> Gracious. Um, <laughs> uh, my favourite UK musician. Mm-hmm. Other than Rob and I. Yeah. Your third uh, favourite. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Robin Malarkey. Okay, yeah. Okay, he says, oh, okay. Mm. No, he's been, he's been mentioned already before on the podcast. Really? He's very special, you know. He's very, very good. It sounds really good. When he plays, it sounds really good. And when he writes stuff, it, they, they, it also sounds really good. So, yeah, that's both of those boxes ticked. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just what you want. Um, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a musician? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 well, the, the, you know, it's it's um, incumbent upon me at this point to make some sort of joke, isn't it? But I, I think that the, it would be, it would just be something. But I would have got into like, I quite liked physics at school, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, maybe writing something. Maybe I'd have tried to write about stuff. I don't know. To be honest, I've been playing the piano since I was six and I've never thought of doing anything else. So I, I, I have no answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's fine. That was good. I like the physics idea. What's your favourite <laughs> album to have played on? Ooh. Um, I think probably uh, Last Chance Disco, Acoustic Ladyland. That was an amazing band, being in that at that time. It was amazing. And uh, we played some incredible venues and and it was very much at that time jazz wasn't sounding like that and and it wasn't being played in those kind of venues and just the energy and the kind of it was so exciting uh so yes probably that favorite tv series (laughs) match of the day 
what's your dream rhythm section? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. (laughs) Thank goodness they can be dead. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise it would be no fun. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Do you know what? Probably, no, I don't know. Um, Like Brad Meldau's trio from the 90s, Jorge Rossi and Larry Mm -hmm. Grenadier. Mm -hmm. I I would love to have had a crack with them. Had a had a bit of a, and to be honest, it would have been awful, wouldn't it? Practically, it would have been awful because they would have just been this guy that wasn't as good as Brad Meldau playing. With them. <laughs> the vibe would have been terrible. They, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there those a way guys? We can, um, we can make that happen. Yeah, well, we'll just start. A we're campaign. all still alive, aren't we? We're yeah. all still alive. Yeah, yeah, Kickstarter. That's yeah popular isn't it yeah I, very, to be honest no problem. All, all i'm saying there is that in the 90s they had a huge effect on me and i thought they were i thought it was incredible and i guess uh i guess that makes them my favorite rhythm section also jimmy Cobb and paul chambers that mm. would do wouldn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would do yeah um, and who would the horn player be fronting it other than maybe a uh, french horn well <laughs> We'll find a little role for Gwilym, shall we? Maybe he could... Claves. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> what did you say? Claves. Claves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, a horn player. Hmm. I don't know. Sonny Rollins. Yeah, no. Coltrane. Oh. I mm. forgot about him. <laughs> Coltrane. And, he's, and he has the added advantage of being dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for budding young jazz musicians? Um, well, of course. I mean, I teach. I teach. Yeah, come it for, would a, be, pay it, for the lessons. It, it, it would be an awful thing if I said no. Um, it would compromise my position as a teacher, wouldn't it, a, a, on a jazz course? Professor. Um, keep, get, Professor, thank you. Mm. <laughs> uh, keep, uh, listen to as much as you can. Uh, don't just keep going until it sounds really good. I don't, I don't know. You know, the advice... Oh, crikey. Sorry, I'm taking it too seriously, aren't I? No, I mean... The advice yeah. is probably just... just we want go a bit of just, serious advice, don't we, as well? Yeah, no, uh, what I meant... I didn't mean serious. I just meant I'd forgotten the um, parameters that are sort of implied by the name quick fire. Mm. Uh, I, I would just say just keep... Listen to as much as you can. Play with as many people as you can. Go to gigs and keep, keep practices. Just do it as much as you can while yeah. you're young before and life takes over. Yeah, don't burn out. Then. Don't, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. no, it's a, such a delicate balance, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't really. This doesn't seem appropriate for a quick fire question, but it is. Um, what's next for you with your music and your life goals? Life goals. Yeah. Can we? Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll just do music. Hey. Uh, I, um, I'm going to do and I've been accumulating synthesizers in my new flat I moved into a new flat and I've been uh, accumulating synthesizers how many I'm do you have? To, um, currently in well, the collection it's, uh, it's I have a few um, they're, they're all different Yeah. It, I feel like I'm justifying this to my mother now um, <laughs> but I, I kind of yeah, I, I, I'm going to make a make an album with them. That sounds awesome. That's that's my that's the immediate the next immediate plan. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to hear that. Um, last question, and I didn't write this. Who's your favourite Lincoln City player? Ah, it's a great question. It's got to be Matt Reed, the big man. Yeah, R E H E. Yeah, R H E A D. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be him. He's he he has a, a as they say a great touch for a big man. But <laughs> all the play phrase. goes through him. Yeah, yeah, it's a great phrase. But he yeah. really he 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 he, he does. does. He embodies. And all the play goes through him. And um, he's a, a colossus. I don't think it would be overdoing it to call him a yeah. colossus. He bestrides the football pitch. Yeah, like a colossus. But he's not dead. Matt Reed. No. No, he's still he's still going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tom, I reckon we can we can piece something together from that. Um, <laughs> that is the faintest praise I've ever heard. Well, Tom, what what might you say next? Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure. Well, Tom, we've got some great stuff. Well, Tom, I reckon we can piece something together from that. <laughs>
You should do motivational speeches, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies. I have to say that we've laughed the most on this recording. Yeah. <laughs> ah, um, good one. Yeah. Rob's currently it's reading another, fun, an it? email. So. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> great, great, love it. <laughs> yeah, don't waste any time, Dan. Just, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tom, no, thanks so much for coming on our show. It's That's all right. Thank you, for, thank you for having me, and best of luck. And enjoy Lincoln. Thanks, Tom. I mean, I know that you will. Yeah, I will. Cool. Enjoy New York. Mm. Yes, thank you, yes. Mm. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks all right, much, well, see you, see you soon. Yeah, yes, definitely. That'd be cool. Yes, yeah. Well, I quite enjoyed that, Dan. I did as well. I remember... We, we recorded it at my house, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And there was a moment where, well, as we've just heard, I get kicked off the mic. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, the lure for Tom of being able to talk to someone who understands his hometown is far greater than any interest he has in either of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think yeah, he came on because he was interested in me and you. Oh, that's true. I suppose he came on because we asked him because we were interested in him. Yeah. And, oh, well. Um, well, it's it's done now, isn't it? I guess there's no going back. No, that was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> um, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I'd like to do a whole podcast with him about Lincoln, like a separate, <laughs> um, standalone, like you know, like the album preview show, but a show about Lincoln. Right. We could yeah. just we could just really get um, into it. Where to eat? Where to go? You know the best uh, venues. Well, if you want, if you want to hear that episode, tweet us. Yeah. Oh my God, let's do it. I reckon if we get to like a, a hundred requests, which given okay, how well, many, if you get to a hundred requests, we will make that episode. Yeah, great. Sounds perfect. But you're not going to get that. Are you? And your mum. We what we should have said if we get one yeah. request. Well, you you called the numbers. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Okay. And and the same person requesting doesn't count as more than one vote. Oh no. Okay. No. Read. Yep. Um. Glorious. So next week is going to be Will Vinson. Oh, is it? Great. Yeah. So Will is living in New York and has done for to guess because it's probably in the show in much more detail I say probably it must be because I've already done that show um, he's lived in New York for some 20 years at least I would think um, but as he was born in London in North London and grew up here he definitely counts as one of our own eligible very eligible yeah there's a few others um, you know that British musicians abroad we haven't forgotten you we're coming for you <laughs> So, we'll see you next week. Yep. From me, from Dan, from Tom, from Claire. From maybe Ruben. From, from <laughs> maybe from Ruben. Till Friday. Uh, James Madron just texted me. Oh, yeah. What did he... It's it, out of the blue. Mm. Last message from him is, well, a couple of days ago, but that's because we were talking about his show. Um, I sent him some nerdy stats that he was enjoying um, about that you can see the number of international listens on the show. Oh. We've had over oh, 100... You know, you've got 100 plays in the United... Well, in North America... 39 plays in South America, three plays in Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah, 39 plays in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Um, Where all... do you see this? Uh, oh, locations in yeah, BuzzFeed. Three, oh, well spotted. Got here, 50, well spotted. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great little world map. It looks like we've taken over the globe. Um, those 39 plays are all my friend Sarah um, for the right. Australia. And then uh, what else have we got? Oh, well, obviously... You do it by episode. episode as well, can you? Or is that just the last five episodes? Oh, last five episodes. Yeah, because James was wondering if he'd gone, like, hugely international. 
Um, he, Australia, Asia, and America, it says here. Sorry? Said he got five in Australia. Oh, cool. Seven in Asia and 13 in North America. Nice. I think he had quite a few in Germany. I think he's quite a big deal right. over there. Um, but obviously that doesn't show up. Oh, it would Wuhan, do on the top cities. Hubei. What's, where's Wuhan, Hubei? That must be in New Zealand. It's Sounds in... like it's in New Zealand. China. Jesus. He had five listens in China. Yes. Very good. That's awesome news. Uh, maybe that's oh, a... Paul in Brooklyn. Oh, I wonder who that is. That's Claire's sister, I think. Okay. Yeah, or maybe Will doing his research before he actually agreed to come on the show. Maybe. And John, actually. he John Escreet lives in Brooklyn as well. Um, he lives in Augustan, South Australia. Don't know anyone that lives there. That's just us going huge. That's just nature taking Maybe that's course. one of his relatives. So James's text to me says, um, Rob, I need to know, has my episode had more listens than Kit? It's the most, import- <laughs> it's the most important thing. <laughs> are we going to reveal it? Yeah, we are. Um, ba, 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 no, that doesn't work, does it? Maybe we could cut Ruben in. We'll get him to do another thing on the session. Yeah, I'd like to make some. I'd like to start writing more songs. Mm. Something like "Has James's show had more listens than Kid?" Oh, has James's show had more listens than Kid? Oh, has James's show had more listens than Kid? We're about to find out right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, it has. James, it has. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I put the power of James's social media oh, skills. It's made a yeah. It's it's uh, the jazz podcast stats had, page can be pretty brutal because everyone's ranked yeah. in a league table. Ugh. All I will is say that... is that Madrin sits in the Champions League places. If you follow right, okay. football, um, and what about Kit's got a kind of a Europa League vibe about him at the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kit, you know, if you want to share that show of yours. Spread the spread the word about your incredible appearance on the jazz podcast. I asked him to send it to his mum for Mother's Day, and he said mm. he couldn't on the grounds of how many times he'd sworn during the episode. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, maybe when the whole Mother's Day hype dies down a little bit, he'll be in a position to uh, share that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> and in other news, Monkfish has just texted me. Alex Monk. I, no one calls him Monkfish, so uh, maybe we can get that going. Um, oh, shit. I'm going to have to download Skype on my new Mac. It's a new Mac alert. Oh, hashtag. hashtag yeah, I know. Hashtag something. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag brand new electronic problems, first clang. world issues, mm. new Mac clang. Um, you should find me at Alex Monk Guitar. Well, let's give that a go now. And we'll see you on Friday. <laughs>